1: <laughs> we have a friend who's working really hard to be nausea for Halloween, but she's kinda stuck. Any like tips from the pro herself?
2: Well what's she stuck on?
1: <laughs> Pride the <to> beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass.
1: And I'm Spencer Williams. Hey Elizabeth, happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween. Are you ready?
1: Oh my gosh, you're going to be visiting me in like three days. I
0: know. So excited. <laughs> I'm almost there. I feel like I'm on the plane already.
1: <laughs> I have to pick you up so late. <laughs> I know. Um, are you going to tell me what you're going to be for Halloween yet?
0: Maybe, Maybe not. Should I tell you like what realm of costume it is? Yes. It's it's Marvel.
1: Okay. (laughs) That could be anything. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) I'm being Loki. I'm telling everyone I am very proud of my Loki costume. Good. And I just keep hoping that you'll tell me maybe we'll, maybe we're matching.
0: Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) who knows i don't even know
1: (laughs) well it's halloween time elizabeth and this is an episode i have really been looking forward to what are we watching today
0: i am so excited for what we're watching this week we watched season three of what we do in the shadows (sighs) my favorite vampires it's
1: our favorite show we call each other like every thursday and talk about the episodes all of our friends watch it it's like watch parties across the country it's so good
0: i know i'm like this fills the place that game of thrones left behind
1: right and i just feel very like i feel very guillermo i just want to be a vampire so bad like please
0: i mean it would suit it would suit you maybe <laughs> yes I don't know. I just want to be Nausea That's like...
1: Right. Well, we need to get some tips because our friend Avisha is trying to be Nausea and she doesn't know where to start. So if only we had someone to help us with that. So I think I'll do a quick little summary of the season so far and then you could do our facts. Go for it. Okay. So for season three of what we do in the shadows and for those of you that live under rock and haven't seen the show what we do in the shadows is set in staten island it follows the lives of three traditional vampires nandor laszlo and naja colin robinson an energy vampire and guillermo nandor's familiar who has actually just recently turned into bodyguard after guillermo slaughtered a majority of the local powerful vampires the supreme council has been forced to appoint nandor naja laszlo and colin as a new vampiric council for the american eastern seaboard and the vampires decide to make guillermo their bodyguard Season three follows the vampires as they make their spooky transition into working nine to five life. Um, yeah, that's I don't really know else how to summarize the show.
0: I mean, I think that's perfect so far. If you haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. It's not that hard. Go watch right. it.
1: Come on, every Thursday, and this week is the season finale. So get it together.
0: I know. So ready. You can just like binge it for your spooky Halloween week and you'll be set. <laughs> Are you ready to go to Behind the Wardrobe? I am. This amazing, amazing season three wardrobe was brought to us by costume designer Laura Montgomery. You might know her from her work in Spiral this earlier this year. And Spencer, I think I'm just going to end Behind the Wardrobe there because... Guess who we have today?
1: <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> we have
0: special guest Laura Montgomery with us. Laura! Welcome to the vlogcast. Hi,
2: guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Oh, my gosh. We have been talking about this episode for like months now. Like, well into 4th of July.
0: (laughs) A long, long time. We are so excited to have you. So, you went from being the assistant costume designer to costume designer for this season. How excited were you?
2: I was probably as excited as Guillermo would be if they said to him, we're going to make you a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So much power, responsibility. (laughs) All the decision
0: making.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's online.
1: <all> <laughs> uh well this season has been so much fun and the costumes have been really incredible so far. So I'm excited to talk about them on the other side of our break. <laughs>
0: Are you guys ready to jump into this?
1: Let's do it. I'm so excited.
0: So excited.
1: I wanted to talk to you about kind of like the research and the background work you do behind each of the three more traditional vampires. You know, Laszlo's kind of, uh, he's from England. Naja kind of has a Greek root to her. And uh, Nandor, he's Iranian. Can you just kind of walk us through kind of all the background research you do through my favorite three vampires?
2: Sure. Sure. I mean, this show, it's great because there's so much flexibility. It's not a period show where it's like, this show is happening in 1865. (laughs) And so you have to be really specific because even, you know, throughout the 1800s, there are a lot of different women's fashion and even men's fashion as well. But the skirt shape will change a little bit and then a little bit and the bustle will change. And then there's no bustle. But because they're vampires and we're kind of, we can be a little bit loosey-goosey about it. So Laszlo is... (laughs) (laughs) Victorian-ish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
2: Uh, you know, he has his waistcoat. He has a frock coat. But it's a little bit of like, you know, it's a little bit goth. Like some punk rave goth influences. <laughs> and then Nadia, it's kind of like, you know, we're taking the best bits of the Victorian period. Like that mutton leg sleeve that we do a lot on her. That, wow. that only existed for a few years, actually. Like we see it a lot because I think it's you know it looks great and it's helpful for us because it's really it's come back in fashion right now so i'm able to i you know i do that mutton leg sleeve it looks good i think it looks good right now because people are seeing it in clothing and on runways and i'm able to buy some contemporary pieces that have that, you know, that thing going on. I don't know what's going to happen when we go back to minimalism. I'm going to have to <laughs> think stock up on everything now.
1: <laughs>
2: and then for her skirt shape, it's kind of, you know, we'll play around with it and it can be about what looks good on her. For Nandor, I really wanted to do more research into kind of Persian culture. We know that he's from the Persian area in the 1400s. And so it was a lot of, This season, last season, I did a lot of online research. It was the pandemic. So pretty much everything was closed.
1: Right. (laughs) But this
2: year I was able to go to a couple of museums. We have an Islamic museum in Toronto called the Aga Khan. And right now they have an exhibition on, which is, so there's an Iranian epic poem called the Shahnameh, which was written, I think, around 1000 AD, I guess. (laughs) Works for me. (laughs) 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 Not BC, that's too old. But then in the 1400s, Persian kings were like, oh, this poem is amazing. Let's commission all of these portraits of it, illustrating the stories in this poem. And so they have this exhibition on now, which are all the illustrations of the poem. And so even if they're, you know, what people in the 1400s thought people 400 years before that would have dressed as it still kind of has the stamp of the 1400s. So those images are really helpful to get ideas for his I'm actually just talking about season four now, I'm realizing, because I did not go to this museum before season three. (laughs) Uh, But I was already on that road, looking at different silhouettes for him and shapes that would give him more of like, more of an Asian feel, more of a Middle Eastern feel
1: than than a European feel. Right. It's so interesting. I love seeing like, both these different cultures like portrayed through each of them. It's really exciting to see them bring like their own traditional dress to, you know, each episode, even if it's slight and, you know, not very different each week, but you could still see it. And I love that. It's very fun. Oh,
2: thanks. Yeah. It's I mean, it's little things. We have to use what we have in stock already, but with him, the images that you were showing Just taking the hat and putting it on an angle at the top, that's something that I took from the paintings. And doing that neckline on him that's the crossover neckline, that's something that we hadn't done before, but I was seeing a lot of that in reference.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't even notice the cross before. Now I'm staring at it. It looks so cool.
0: (laughs) One character... I really want to talk about is Colin Robinson. He really seems to have updated his wardrobe uh, now that he's part of the Vampiric Council. Was this like a conscious decision? Well,
2: it was definitely a conscious decision to kind of level him up a little bit, not really motivated by the Vampiric Council, but just because, you know, I think partly being the one contemporary vampire I, I just wanted to give him a little bit more love and attention.
1: <laughs> but what <would> also <laughs> he deserves it.
2: Yeah. And then it was hard to figure out like, we didn't have a lot of information about his backstory. So he was wearing a lot of like kind of 90s stuff. And it was all, really all about the color palette. But then learning this season that he's celebrating his 100th birthday the way all the other vampires are kind of stuck in their periods of being human for him, I was like, okay, what if if he's stuck in the period where he was a young man, that's when he would have been really like paying attention to clothing styles and to fashion. So for him, that was kind of like the late forties, early fifties. So I went to this custom tailor in Toronto who does kind of specialty. He does contemporary builds, but he does a lot of like specialty period tailoring. And we got some suits done for him that had all of those elements of that vintage tailoring. And so you wouldn't know it, but Mark is quite the little fashionista. (laughs) Uh,
0: And so he loved all of it. Yeah, he, like, looks so good. There's, You can definitely tell that that fit is there, because, like, just when he first shows up in that, like, tan suit, I was like, oh, Colin Robinson, look at you being so snazzy. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was like the Duke of Windsor meets Cary Grant, and we kind of, uh, those were a lot of the images I was pulling.
1: <laughs> I love that. But yet his color palette is still, like, the same Colin Robinson, though. Like, he's not changing his colors. He's just tailoring it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another character that returned this season and I believe is one of your favorite characters was the guide played by Christian, Kristen Kristen Shaw. I love her character. Walk us through her background a little bit because it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint, but I love it, and I especially love her episode three look, or maybe it's four, with the like bird on her head. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. She
2: is, bi- she was like our kind of avant-garde fashionista. She only had one costume in season one and it was very kind of like it modern silhouette, mm-hmm. but then she had the French hood. So we were like, okay, she's old, but she is also kind of modern and edgy. And so for her, I used a lot of fashion influences. It was a lot of Alexander McQueen, Gareth Pugh, like a that kind of like dark edgy. And so, yeah, that's what we did for her. The hat that's inspired by McQueen. We were going to do it anyway, but then the episode where she was flying, like, obviously, <laughs> she needed a bird half huh,
1: for that. <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> the ra- She is obsessed with the ravens.
0: She is. I, I love her because she. It, you have that balance of, like, she's definitely keeping up with, like, what fashion is today. But she's like, I like my fashion from how many hundreds of years ago, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a perfect blend of the two together. Ugh, such a good character. I'm so glad she's back.
0: So like you were saying before about bringing more of the middle eastern influences to nandor um these workout pants certainly seem to be one of those things you got a lot of influence for can you please talk about these because these are like incredible
1: <laughs> i'm obsessed with them they're so good oh uh, hey it well it's a traditional
2: persian sport called, okay, it has, I don't know which is the correct name. There's It's Zorkane or Palevan. And it's been practiced for, I think, hundreds of years. And they still, people still practice it today, and they still wear these shorts for it. And so we had the script, he was working out, I did it say he was shirtless in the script. I'm not sure. I decided he needed to be sure.
1: (laughs) Obviously, I mean. (laughs) And
2: I thought, you know, I didn't want to put him in regular gym wear. It was like, what would Nandor work out in? Oh, okay. Maybe something he's exercised in previously. And so getting these pants, I have, there's a Persian girl who works on our team. And so I'd found them online and I was like, where can I get them? And she got me in contact with, so I tried a bunch of different routes. One, our uh, the guy who does our visual effects is also Persian, so he tried because I would email people and they wouldn't email me back. So then I would get someone to email the Canadian Zorqaneh Foundation in Farsi, and through that I was able to find one guy who lent us a vest. He met us in a parking lot, and he was like, "Yes, I will. I will rent you this vest for two hundred dollars." But these were a shop that custom makes them in Tehran. So I got to choose the style. I got to choose the color, gave the size. There's a bit of back and forth about the size because in centimeters. And he was like, really this size? I was like, really this size? (laughs) Um, And then they got made. I was the whole time I was telling everyone like, you know, these pants, I hope these pants are coming, but we're also going to have backups because until they were in our hands, it felt like, is this really going to happen? And so they were made. And then I think, and then I handed it over to Golbahar who was able to communicate in Farsi because, you know, she had a friend who was coming, who picked them up. And then, you know, we had to pay in real or whatever the currency is, but they, they got picked up. They were hand carried here. We got them. And I, I still, when I was holding them, I still couldn't believe it. I was like, this happened
1: wow it's such a crazy story (laughs)
0: that's like a whole journey for those
1: (laughs) but it's so worth it i can't even imagine this episode without it this like quick little like 15 second spot i needed it
2: apparently people on twitter are really appreciating that they're authentic
1: yeah twitter (laughs) reddit it's everywhere laura i'm telling you Full disclosure, Laura and I have spoken about this before. So for Elizabeth, I brought you some photos just so you could see some like other references.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. They are like... Ex- I love that. I love the detail you put into that. They're exactly... They're really cool. I love that.
2: Isn't it amazing that it hasn't changed? So I found the sport. And then when you Google Persian wrestling, inevitably you end up on the Iron Shake. Who had like... Admittedly, his costume was a bit of a mashup. He's got like the Palestinian thing happening. Like it was, it it was the '80s, not the mm-hmm. most truly sensitive time. But,
1: <laughs> 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 but
2: he, is, I think he is pretty. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so amazing. The images that I found that were much older, the style of the pant, and the design of the pant, has stayed really consistent, which I think is so beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love that. You don't get to see that very often.
1: Oh, and it just it, it just made the episode so real, too. Like, of course, Nandor would wear that to the gym. I can't imagine, you know, him in gym shorts at all. Like, it was so perfect. And it just, it was so funny, but also, like, beautiful at the same time. I was like, this is peak costume design right here. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs>
0: all right. One of my favorite scenes was when Naja and Nandor go to confront the young vampires and I love this because the younger vampires clearly have a way different aesthetic from the two of them. What was like the process of like choosing what they would look like in comparison to Naja and Nandor?
2: It was a lot of fun. So we got this script and it in the script it said 20s vampires. And so first we had to clarify like, are these vampires in their 20s or vampires from the 1920s? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, totally. That's what I would have thought actually. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, no, it's vampires in their 20s. Okay, cool. And then it was kind of a process. It worked out. It was very it was very serendipitous, I think, that people in their 20s now are dressing in clothing from the 90s because I was like, okay, these vampires are probably not just recently turned. They've been around for a while. So they probably were turned in the nineties, but we were able to make them look really contemporary and really now because that's what's happening in fashion right now. So it was a lot of, just a lot of really kind of trend. And that's something we never get to do on the show. And it's something I try to avoid doing anyway, because if you do trendy, it just, it gets dated really fast. But for these guys, it was a lot of, recalling what i wore in high school especially ashley the girl with the plaid pants and the vest over something all the layers Wes, i mean he's timothy chalamet meets river phoenix there's really like there's kind of an overlap there meets jordan catalano of
1: course (laughs) right (laughs) absolutely yeah i love the like 90s aesthetic they brought to it it was so fun and i've last time we spoke laura it was funny you said um the show isn't really trendy in a sense of fashion. But then you see these vampires and like Elizabeth and I perked up a little bit. We're like, wait, wait, wait. Who are they? What are they wearing?
0: So <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it and I'm like, oh, I might like her pants. I'm like, I might need that in my wardrobe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so startling.
0: So we get a new character this season, which I thoroughly loved. Gail. She is is such an interesting character and what was it like getting create like a whole new character for what's already established? That's always
2: a lot of fun and that was you know Aida of course has a lot of ideas and has her own really you know like big and warm and charismatic personality. We already know with the vampires not the vampires, sorry, the werewolves. We try to separate them from the vampires. We do a lot more earth tones on them. Lots of fur shearlings because essentially they're dogs. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so going with, you know, the fuzzier textures on Gail and then just thinking about her influences, like this is a woman who lives in Staten Island and she's a big Bob Seeger fan <laughs> she you know, she's probably a little bit kinky like there's something going on she dates vampires she's into werewolves like <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i loved her especially because she it seemed like she hadn't like grown up since like the 80s like still wearing her band tees like still like i can rock and roll everything's great
1: <laughs> laura have you ever seen twilight before speaking from two twilight fans Well, one and a half, I should say. One and a
2: half, yeah. (laughs) I did watch the first Twilight movie and I hadn't read the books and it was a good experience because I watched it in a theater and I was not, I was not a fan. I will say I thought it was pretty ridiculous. (laughs) 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 But I watched it in the theater when it like for I don't know probably opening weekend, and so it was a packed theater full of people like rabid fans who were so excited, and it was fun to be in that environment.
1: Elizabeth and I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was there,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know they knew what was going on, and they were applauding when certain characters would come on the screen, and I was like, okay, I guess this is my character, <laughs> and so you know, but I, I thought it was quite. The whole thing was quite
1: overwrought. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's totally it. But yeah, this scene... I can't tell you what this scene did for me, seeing Nandor in, like, this ridiculous red coat running and playing kickball. Like, wow. (laughs) Did you have to, like... Take that into consideration when creating their costumes that they're going to be playing kickball because Nandor's coat is not for kickball, but yet it worked so well. It was so funny to me.
2: Oh, thanks! For all of them, that was a big consideration. We built all of their well, the vampires' costumes except for Guillermo and Colin and Fernando. Definitely, is a consideration to do a coat instead of a cape because before, whenever we've seen him outside, he's never had. He doesn't have a single coat in his closet. Uh, it's always been capes. Right, but it was a double of th- you know. I didn't think that a cape would function very well for kickball but then also just keeping them warm we had this we didn't know that it was going to be this snowy that was kind of like a freak snowstorm that night oh wow which funnily enough when it snows it's actually warmer so temperature wise it was better than if it hadn't been snowing but i did want to be able to keep the cast warm so we've built in all kinds of like warm layers into that coat and then for nadia to Usually I don't pay as much attention to the bottom of her skirts because in television, you know, it's a lot of cowboy shots. Like we just, we see a lot of head and shoulders and there isn't a lot of, you know, knees down, but it was scripted that, you know, she's going to be picking up her skirt and kicking the ball. And I knew I was like, okay, this is one time when we're going to see it. So she has, you know, we did the pleating and the bustle and a matching petticoat with ruffles so that she would have, like, she'd have to pick up a lot of layers and, And then for all of them, we did really warm coats that, you know, look, because that's the trick too. Vampires aren't supposed to feel the cold, uh, but our human cast do feel the cold. (laughs) So we have to make it look like, oh, I just, you know, threw this on. But meanwhile, you know, in Laszlo's jacket, I can see in this picture, it looks a little bit puffy because I know there are layers of like wool lining and it's extra It's not just a regular frock coat. It's made for winter and it's made to keep them warm. Right. (laughs) And the same with Nadia's as well. We put a lot of layers of, like, I think we used um, polar fleece in the end as a lining.
1: That is so funny. But talking about my favorite episode was actually the casino when the vampires go to i don't even remember what naja said like the mecca of something like
0: atlantic city
1: yeah you would think that they were going to like the coolest place on earth and it's like atlantic city so funny animal print lots of sparkles sequins so perfectly tacky that's like that's how i would describe it it's just like such perfect tackiness I, I like love it so much can you just walk us through the casino
2: <laughs> yeah i mean the script had three the description was three words and that was all we needed it was atlantic city finest
1: <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> done stamped <laughs> so
2: for all though i mean so nadia and lazo it was just gold that Matt himself is obsessed with that rhinestone jacket.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so good. I was trying to find a good photo, but I couldn't find one. But it's so good.
2: It's great. He even wore it for our like marketing stills. It's so heavy, but it's stretchy and it's really comfortable. And as soon as he put it on, he just kind of, you know, when he likes something, he has these little moves that he does. And even this season, he was like, oh, but, but we still have that jacket, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's so good
2: And then, yeah, for the rest of the cast I don't think Charmaine has ever worn Anything that's not a leopard print That was just established for a season It was leopard on leopard on leopard And so we just lean in really hard Into the animal (laughs) print for her
1: it's so good. I was laughing the entire time and like you and I had just spoken the week before and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe that we already did the interview because now I want to do it all over again centered around this episode.
2: <laughs> That's, you're gonna feel that way after you see some of the I don't know what number it is that I mean this podcast is airing and you will have seen all of them but I have a personal favorite episode and that's the commander joining the cult and wait until you see it guys. It's like, it's beyond.
1: Oh my gosh. Don't say that to me right now. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be just, upset again.
0: It's a costume dream. Uh, I'm like, We can't
1: keep making you do these podcasts with, <laughs> you
0: <know? laughs> you'll just get an email from us once yeah. a year. <laughs> I don't have better things to do, so I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> um, another character that gets quite the wardrobe upgrade is Guillermo. His little, like, security detail suits and the bandolier. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, he's getting way too into this.
1: <laughs> I love it
2: all. He's so, and working with Harvey is great because he always has really good ideas as well. Um, and he'll know kind of, like, just how to pinch and style things. But with him, it was introducing the waistcoat, which he'd never done before. So he has one in the wool, and he has one in leather, which is a little bit tougher. And that one has the bandolier that goes across the back, which is removable. He has a cargo pant that tucks into his boot now, so it's like a skinny <laughs> cargo. It goes into a combat Ooh. boot, and the glo- it's little styling things like he's got his gloves, which there's something really creepy about a glove and a rolled up sleeve. Right. Um, and it's very tough. Like when he does that kind of parkour thing and he flips himself into the air ducts and he's got his sleeves rolled up and his gloves on. I, I love that look.
1: Oh my gosh. That's so true. I never thought about that. Like a rolled up sleeve and a glove. Like that just says serial killer to me.
2: <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> his business. I love that he's like, he has like that hard Van Helsing vampire hunter aesthetic, but then like in the first episode, he's still wearing his fuzzy sweater as he's cutting a burger with a fork and knife. Like we still have like that cuddly Guillermo in there, just like when he's, you know, (laughs) when he's not on job, I guess.
2: (laughs) That's the bet. There were, they shot a lot that scene and I watched it so many times because he just yeah the knife and the fork and then he has his drink and he has the little straw and it's just so like small and precise and it's just very sweet
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's fine dining
0: (laughs) another excellent scene is Vampire Council handing out justice in style (laughs) I loved that the white robes were back how like how much fun did you have making
1: this? They look so good in white.
2: Oh, thanks. Harvey had the best when we were fitting his robe. I think he said he'd heard it from Jennifer Aniston. He said, if it's white, make it tight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I was like, good note. That's great. Yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun because we didn't have to do the council, like the dancer robes. We knew we were gonna use the dancer robes that had been worn uh in season one by of course like Tyke and Jermaine and Johnny and all of the other superstar vampires who I who we never got to meet, actually. Oh no. What? No, that was all it's it, it's edited seamlessly, but basically except for the three vampires from the movie, all of oh. the super famous ones they just shot them against like a green screen and then they pop them in so when we shot it that
1: is one of my favorite scenes of like all time it's so good <laughs> i know i
2: have i have yet to touch
1: tilda swinton i'm still waiting uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> anyways it just broke my heart
2: yeah don't think less of me <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I just have like this weird fantasy of all these like vampire Avengers in the same room together.
2: <laughs> I know. Yes, you no, know, it was all, I think they did their own little bit separately, but you could never tell.
0: Oh, That was great. And I love Nadja and Nandor's robes this year because, again, they feel kind of like personal to them. Did you make them a little bit different from the other ones?
2: Yeah, definitely. So we had thankfully we had all the fabric left over because we had to buy like hundreds and hundreds of yards of all this different white jacquard. And so for Nandor's and Nadia's both, it was, you know, because they were getting them custom made by the race, I figured, okay, they would probably give them some, maybe the race would read their minds or maybe they would be able to collaborate on the design. <laughs> so for Nandor, it was, you know, giving him that good strong shoulder that he likes with the cape. And there's a lot of, hand embroidery on it and the beading like the crystal beading as well we did that by hand and for Nadia's doing her beautiful sleeve incorporating the cape I love the the tassels were made by hand we have an amazing textile artist Madeline Bryan who does she makes beaded reticules so she did a lot of the beading and embroidery and and for not, it was just a mix of like, she gets her big sleeve. I started, I found some images of the the Chinese cloud collars. So I really liked that idea for, um, for the yoke of her garment. And then we did a new version. We have the vampiric council, the V symbol which you see the dancers wear them as pendants. It was actually painted on the floor as well in the first season. And that symbol comes up a lot. The guide wears it. She's got a little stick pin of the V when she is not in council. And when they're having their, like in 305, when they have their council meetings, she has a larger one, which is based on the order of merit. It's the V that's put on a ribbon, and so we did like a, a gold toned V symbol for for these robes. And Guillermo has it as well on the on the corner there.
1: <laughs> Trying to see it. I love it though. That's such a cool little note. Now it's gonna stick out to me. So then also we have a return character, Derek. I love his outfit because it is very like Hot Topic I know because I shop at Hot Topic but then also like I feel like he just watched like an interview with a vampire or something so he's like that's just what you wear and like he just picked anything he felt like was similar to that in a Hot Topic.
2: He was he was our first fitting of the season actually and he was so much fun. I was sketching out his costume because we built the jacket because there were a few considerations like he had to Because he gets burned in the well of sunlight later, he had to be, he had to have some of his arms exposed. So I wanted the length of that kind of like blade jacket. (laughs)
1: It's a good way to put it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, but without the sleeves and we actually we had to make two of them because there was a stunt where he gets dragged. And so we wanted to be able to have a double for the stunt in case something happened to it, but it was just, I mean, this show, because it's such a ridiculous show and it's a comedy, you can kind of throw all of the details at things and it doesn't get over the top. Like, who would want to put gold buttons and a shiny leather and then add red piping and epaulets, like every stupid detail? (laughs) (laughs) and a frill shirt and but it's not a long sleeve you know so we you know the shortened sleeve and then the plaid pants and i just had so much fun even sketching out his costume i was laughing as i was doing it um and just like making it more and more silly i gave him a skull topped cane at one point which didn't work with the with the manacles but he was and then his second look too is really that was where we got a little bit like bram stoker's dracula he had the the glasses and the top pad and
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> totally uh and i love the little wraiths and their little costumes too i believe they say they wear the helmets just to make them look scarier which is hilarious but i'm obsessed with those little guys also
2: <laughs> oh thanks yeah those they cast dancers and so you might if you watch it you'll notice they're kind of in the background doing these acrobatic things like when they're when Nadia and, are getting, Nadia and Nando are getting Nadia and Nandor getting fitted for their robes, one of them is doing a back bridge with a pin cushion on her stomach, just like walking through the frame.
1: <laughs> it's so good. László um, ends up being a lawyer for like a hot second, fails miserably, but it was still hilarious, and I love his idea of what a lawyer looks like. Like, of course, this is what he would wear.
2: Yeah, British barrister. <laughs>
1: It's so funny to me. Um, The wig, the bow, just everything's right. Everything's perfect.
2: One of my favorite, like Anthony, who plays Sean, Anthony Atamanik is so funny. And he comes in and he's like, you know, regular guy, lovely person. He puts on the Sean costumes, which are, you know, just kind of like not the ugliest clothing we can find, but pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And he he looks at it. He's like, yep, this is great. He goes over to take the photo. And then he kind of, he gets in the pose, which is, you know, he'll pull this, this he kind of slunches over and he screws up his face. And we're like, okay, there's Sean.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and for this, I just love like the slicked hair. And yeah, Sean is a lot of fun, actually.
1: So hilarious. So at the time of this recording, we've only seen about a little over half the season. So... I don't really know what's coming up next, but we know it's going to be really awesome. I will say we just saw episode six. And when I pulled the baron out of the ground, I was like, please let's get some like baron robes. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm hoping they like give him like some fake body so I could see his costumes. She's, (laughs) I'm reading her face. She's like, hmm, no, no
2: maybe maybe that would happen in a late everyone loves the Baron everyone loves Doug Jones maybe in a future season
1: Uh, okay I'm gonna keep holding on to hope (laughs) um before we let you go just two off the cuff questions are you a horror fan like when you came into this did you like horror or did it just kind of you're just going with it
2: I wouldn't say I'm not a huge horror horror fan i've always been into like if it's gory no thank you but i've always been really into vampires in terms of the scary stuff that was never really my bag but vampire movies always and things like like buffy level of of horror that's (laughs) that's about my speed human centipede kind of things no not for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair.
2: <laughs> but the classic horror movies, like you know, Rosemary's Baby, anything, you know, if it if it looks good, I will definitely watch it. And of course, Interview with the Vampire, The Hunger, all of those really amazing classic vampire things.
1: Yeah, we're big vampire <laughs> nerds over here. We just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula a couple episodes back, and or maybe it was last episode, and we absolutely loved it. Elizabeth, you know, it's one of her favorites. Yeah
2: aiko is i mean is it's the pinnacle of costuming i think yeah so and it's so unexpected what she does with those costumes are so and then like we could have a whole podcast i'm sure about the cell her work is just so beautiful it is and so unique like it looks like her work you always know it's hers but if it's the story so well yeah
1: truly it's really beautiful really inspiring Last random question. We have a friend. Wow, well, you know if we'll use this in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a friend who's working really hard to be nausea for Halloween, but she's kind of stuck. Any, like, tips from the pro herself?
2: Well, what's she stuck on?
1: <laughs> probably the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think probably where to get everything.
2: <laughs> what are the tips? I've seen, I mean, the fabrics she does a lot of printed fabric. So if I would say if she's black as a base, a black skirt with a petticoat, so you want a petticoat under the skirt to get the fullness of the skirt. We don't usually, we don't corset Natasha just because, you know, it's uncomfortable and we don't have to. She's a vampire. It's 2021. She can do whatever she wants. She probably lost the corset a long time ago.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) If she does a, like a, a black skirt and big shoulders In terms of the hair, Nadia has two wigs that I think are great. There's, oh, what are they called? There's Something Kitty and Horny Kitty.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, I'll have to look that up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't remember what the first piece is when she has the two buns on her head right, right, um, right, right. the kind of braid buns it's like and the inverse
1: the, princess leia buns
2: <laughs> yeah and the one that she wears for the first council where the it's like two horns on her head yeah. with the long curls that's that wig is called horny kitty
1: <laughs> brilliant so
2: if she did horny kitty uh with big shoulders High neckline, um, which we're starting to modify a little bit. You'll see that in 310, we open up her neckline. It's very exciting. I know.
1: Wow, so scandalous.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lots of rings and big gold earrings.
1: Perfect. Taking notes for her. <laughs> well, Laura, this has been so much fun. We're at the end. Just like any parting words. I know you're coming back for season 4, so I'm really excited to see what you have coming up in the future.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah, we just finished shooting our first week. And so, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little bit kind of dazed from <laughs> <laughs> from the schedule of being back for the first week but no you guys have to let me know what you think of the last four episodes of the season i'm dying to see the cult episode i haven't seen it yet i saw the dailies when we were shooting it but i'm really excited to see how it comes together one of my absolute absolute favorite guest stars is in it
1: Ooh. i was a
2: huge fan of her the show that she was on when i was younger and oh
1: my gosh don't do this to me
2: she so she is a superstar like I don't know I was fangirling out over her big time and she she does a really good job
1: this is not fair I should just pause the interview and then we'll just like <laughs> leave the file and we'll come back in a couple weeks <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much this has been so much fun
0: thanks this was such a treat I love getting to hear all the behind the scenes and this season has been so much fun the, and the costumes make it all the better
1: Ugh. I so agree. We'll have to have you back next season. Um, like for sure.
2: Anytime. I love to. Talk. I'm a, I'm a huge fan too. So when I get to talk about this show,
1: it's great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank
2: you. <laughs>
0: so much fun i loved getting to talk to her
1: oh my gosh i am obsessed with laura montgomery she's just so cool
0: she's so cool she's so sweet and i love the like all these little details she's adding to each of the characters i feel like just every season she's like okay i'm here to kick it up a notch
1: right it's just like such pinnacle like storytelling through costume design too because you know I feel like regular people who aren't like obsessive costume design like us, they watch the show and they just see like three traditional vampires, um, you know, and then Colin Robinson. But then like, we see like, Oh, like Laszlo has this Victorian influence, Victorian ish, as Laura said, or like Nandor has like that Iranian roots, you know, type to it. So it's like, you know, I love all those little details. I think it's so cool.
0: I I agree. I think it's amazing. And I, I especially Nandor, I loved her talking about his, you know, Middle Eastern Iranian influences, because I'm really like, that just like, it gives you so much more depth to the character.
1: Right, and then when it's converted into, like, that white vampire council robes, where, like, you still see, like, the influence in their robes. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time you see it, you just see white robes, and you assume they're all the same, but they're not. They're tailored to their character, which is so cool. I'm so glad she's on season four, too. I can't wait to see what's next. She keeps teasing us. Even during the break, she was giving us... Some like low key details and I'm like, now I have to sit on this for an entire year. It's I messed know. up. I
0: was like, <laughs> I can't wait that long.
1: Yeah, come on. Is season four coming out Christmas twenty twenty one? I would like <laughs> to see it.
0: <laughs> Need to know this information. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this is so much fun and you know, this is ending our spooky season, so we're going forward. You know, you and I still have a Halloween party coming up this weekend, so... We
0: do, we do. It's not over
1: for us, but over for you guys via podcast.
0: Yeah, spooky season is coming to a close. I'm not quite ready to leave spooky season, though, and in my mind, sci-fi is the next best thing. Right. <laughs> next week, we're watching The Fifth Element.
1: Uh. Elizabeth, Elizabeth.
0: Spencer's favorite movie.
1: This is, you know, aside from Lord of the Rings, because I don't consider that one movie that's three great, brilliant movies that make the ultimate best movie. The Fifth Element this is the standalone greatest movie of all time, in my opinion. I love that movie. So good. And it is just the greatest costume design
0: it is incredible i i'm so excited i can't wait for this episode to come out everybody have a wonderful weekend be safe be spooky have a great time if you liked what you heard please give us a little five-star text review And share us with your friends. You can play our spooky episodes at your Halloween party.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of a better use of your time. Also, like, tag us in your Halloween costume photos and Halloween parties. We'd love to see it.
0: We want to see it all. Please tag us. And have a wonderful weekend. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams.
1: Produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass with Associate Producer Spencer Williams.
0: Our sound design and engineering is done by Daniel White.
1: Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod
0: or visit TheArtOfCostumeBlogcast.com for all blogcast updates.
1: For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, visit TheArtOfCostume.com,
0: a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design.